Be not afraid. There are many things that we could be afraid of. Our culture and our world seems to be full of anxiety and fear, even now, more now than ever. But there's a lot of fears, even maybe that you and I have experienced at times. Sometimes it's, I see a lot of times, it's fear of failure. Uh, One of the things that we've been doing at the rectory is we just made it through uh, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance on ESPN. (laughs) Talking through the last season when he was with the Bulls. And there's a couple of famous Jordan quotes. Um, One is, he says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Because of his failure, that is why he succeeds. That he's not afraid. And you see in the, in the episodes that here's a man with incredible confidence. And he has the personal ability to back it up. I, I, I think the evil one, his whole mission is to paralyze us. To keep us restrained out of fear. What, what is fear? If you had to define fear, what would you say? I would say fear is concern about possible negative outcomes. It's, it's possible. But I think if, for a lot of us, it's for sure. Like, if I do this thing, this is what's going to happen. Or, or if we say, well, but it might happen. Well, it might and we're, we're so afraid of that outcome, and, and we're paralyzed. We, we stay stuck where we are. I, this is a, a personal thought of Matt when I was When I was younger, there was a, uh, at one point there was a girl that I liked, and uh, it took me a whole year to ask her out. I don't know why. I, maybe we, we just didn't have the perfect opportunity to ask. But finally, I just went up and asked her. I said, hey, do you want to grab dinner next Friday night? And she said, sure. <laughs> so, you know, and then we went out to dinner, and I realized, I, I don't see a relationship going forward with you. So, and, and she said basically by the end of the day, she's like, if you wanted to ask me out again, I would, I'd be open to that. And I never did. But so, <laughs> but so I, I spent a year in fear. And then as soon as I faced it, it was okay. And then I was actually liberated to actually keep moving forward with my life. Does that make sense? There's a, I was working with an engaged couple recently, and um, she's a nurse, and she works with COVID patients and stuff, and she's like paralyzed. She's so anxious about stuff. She's like, I've always had anxiety, but this is just causing my anxiety to go through the roof. Um, and, and I look at the guy, and I said, well, how, how do you feel? How do you feel? She's afraid of getting you sick. How do you feel about that? He's like, it could happen anywhere, any day. I said, and then what? He said, well, if it happens, then we deal with it. And I think there was great insight in that. If it happens, then we'll just deal with it. But, but God doesn't want us to be paralyzed, stuck here. 
He wants us to move forward like Jesus facing the cross head on. And what do we do? We deal with it. In the gospel, Jesus tells his disciples point blank, fear no one. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. That we don't have to be afraid. The one thing we have to fear, so to speak, is what he's saying, is the one who can take our eternal salvation. The one who leads us into sin. But, but sin, that's my choice. So the only way that I would spend eternity away from God is if I freely choose, if I consciously and freely choose against that. But maybe the other thing that makes me afraid is, well, God, I feel like I'm all alone. Like I'm facing these big obstacles and, and I can't do that. Like you're not with me. But Jesus says this beautiful he ta- phrase. He talks about, he says, are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The, the reason we don't have to be afraid is because we know that we're not alone. That we're, we're afraid of some obstacle, of, of a person who's going to do something, of a situation that's going to affect me negatively. But the prophet Jeremiah tells us, but the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. And I think there's a nice distinction there that you and I, are, we're invited to not be afraid, not because I know I'm really good and I can do all things, but because I know that the Lord is with me, that he is the mighty champion that cannot be conquered by anything, even death. And that because he is with me, I can face anything without fear. What does 1 John 4 says? Or 1 John says that perfect love casts out all fear. So it could be that if I'm afraid of something, you know, there's some good fear that helps us prepare. But if I'm still afraid, it could be because I don't sense the one who loves me with me. I was visiting with a couple recently, and he, the husband was going in for some testing. And, and he, said, he said, I'm a little nervous, but she's the, ner- she's the nervous wreck here. And, and so I'm talking to them, and I asked them, I said, well, what are you afraid of? And he said, the worst. I said, well, what's, what's the worst? He's like, father. Like, you know, like I could die. And I said, is that what you're afraid of too? And she's like, yes. And so I asked him, I said, is that the worst that could happen? I'm like, what do you... And I said, what do, you, what do you want for your husband? And she said, I want him to go to heaven. I was like, oh, okay. So you want him to go to heaven, so the worst would actually be for him not to go to heaven. Because the truth is, probability-wise, there's approximately a 100% chance that he is going to die. You just don't want him to die yet. 
You just you want more time with him. But the reality is he is going to die and you are going to die. That's the reality. And the worst thing that could happen is if I go to my death with my back turned to the Lord, with me heading the other direction in a state of sin. I said, but, but this is different because you, you two are actually, you called me. You are seeking God. You are seeking the sacraments. You are actually turning towards the Lord. And so with great probability, if you were to die today or anytime soon, like you'd go to heaven. And, and by the end of their t- our time together, you could just feel, they said, we just feel so much better. What makes us feel better is knowing that I'm not alone. Knowing that the one who loves me is with me. That's the gift of our faith. That, that today, Jesus invites the disciples to go out free of fear and to proclaim the good news. To share it with all these people who, who need it. That I think in our, in our society today, where there's anxiety and fear, that, that each of us, like, we have the answer. <laughs> like, we know the good news. We know Jesus. And, and what do people need to know more than anything is to know him. And, and we can be afraid to reach out. Like, we live in a culture now where if you stick your nose out a little bit, you know, you're afraid of getting hit. But, but maybe if, it's, if we're distanced from people and we do social media, maybe we could just share a scripture verse or share a beautiful image or a positive story. Or maybe, since we're distanced, maybe you could call somebody and see how they're doing. Let them know that you want to be with them in their difficulty. But maybe a suggestion would be, even before you call them, say you want to call like a family member today, Father's Day, right? Before you call, here's a suggestion. Pause and maybe pray like a decade of the rosary. Pray a whole rosary. Say a prayer. And then when you call, in the conversation, you could be like, hey, how you doing? Just thinking about you. And actually, I was thinking about you earlier, and so I, I prayed a rosary for you. And just hope everything's well. What, what are we doing? We're, we're letting them know that we love them, and that the one who loves them more than anyone is also there with them. I can't help but think about today on Father... Father's Day. Think about what does it mean to be a father? I was talking recently with this uh, a father, and if I could articulate, he wouldn't say it exactly this way. He kind of did. Is that he came to talk to me because there's some situations with his child, his son, that were concerning to him, and he basically said, "I feel like a bad father." Like, I couldn't protect my child from harm. That my, my, my son is involved in this stuff, and I feel like it's my fault. My son is starting to turn his back on the faith, and I feel like it's my fault. I've been a bad father. But in the course of our conversation, I was asking him questions about what was going on, and how did he know that about his son? Well, I went and talked to him. Oh, yeah? What was that like? Well, I sat down and I asked him these questions, and he shared this with me. I said, let me get this straight. Here's how I see this. 
that you're, we only share things when we feel safe. You sought out your son to find out what's going on in his life. He felt like he could trust you enough to be real about unpleasant, honest, you know, just being honest about things. And now you humbly sought out the priest so that you could be a better father. You turning to God, I said, sir, I think you're a great father. What helps us be a better father than anything is knowing the love of God the Father for us and with us. And so today we pray for that freedom to live as God invites us to, to proclaim the gospel, that we we have the answer. We know who it is. And we can invite other people to know him as well so that he can dispel their fear, their anxiety, so that he can dispel our fear and help us to walk in his perfect love.